everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. The potential of autonomous system is exciting many, many across nations. The reason is autonomy is driving innovations and revolutionizing industries. The emerging innovative potential is enabling entirely new intelligence and automation capabilities and surveillance capabilities for human environment and ecosystem where direct human control is not physically possible. Moreover, since the underlying technology of any potential autonomous system is capable of adapting to changing conditions, knowledge and constraints, it is also possible to assign very broad objectives. As a result, new ideas and initiatives are emerging rapidly to explore the capability of such autonomous systems. To discuss one such idea and initiative, I'm delighted to welcome Fabio Alonso da Silva to Risk Roundup. Fabio is the Chief Technology Officer and Head of Systems at Electrographs Aerospace, and he's based in the United States. Welcome, Fabio. We're honored to have you on Risk Roundup. I'm honored to be part of this, too. Thank you so much for the invite. Wonderful, Fabio. So, from your assessment, how important is autonomous systems technology becoming for initiatives and industries like yours without you know you having to share anything confidential or proprietary that you are okay. working on? Okay, one of the greatest impacts uh, is uh, on safety, especially when we apply an autonomous systems for uh, self-driving cars. Right. Uh, according to NHTSA numbers, we have around, or we had um, in, in uh, recent years, almost uh, 40,000 deaths caused by car accidents. Okay. So one big, the biggest impact, the first biggest impact would be in, you know, safety and in the uh, decrease of those numbers. Okay. The second major one would be uh, the economic, economic impact, especially for companies um, deploying mobility services like Uber, for instance, right? So if we look at the information we can, you know, gather from the internet of uh, Uber costs uh, per ride, uh, the information that we have is that uh, 70 or 70 percent or 70 cents of a dollar is to cover, you know, driver's costs, right? When you take the driver out of the loop, right? Then those 70 uh, cents, they become uh, profit in a way, you see? So there are those two major uh, uh, um, subjects which, you know, impact uh, the society as a whole, safety and, and, and you know, uh, company earnings, right? Yes. Yes, okay. not safety and, you know, economic efficiency, those things are yes. important. And while they do create other, you know, additional security risk, yes. we will have to, you know, evaluate for the broader society and we'll have to come up with effective response to that so that, you know, society doesn't get impacted in a really negative way. But you are right that these, are, these systems, autonomous systems are very beneficial because um, for our you know global viewers and listeners, I want them to understand that autonomous systems, autonomy is very different than automation. So, what yes. trends, what trends you are seeing in your industry and other industries broadly for developing autonomous system, not automation, because there is a broad you know tr uh, initiatives going on pretty much across every business, every industry, every enterprise. 
to create automation solutions so that you know they, they can get the speed and cost efficiency and uh, you know what they're looking for in any of their initiatives or whatever outcome and output they're looking for but those automation solutions are very different than autonomous solutions that we are uh, trying to develop so can you explain our global viewers and listeners what trends you are witnessing across industries for developing autonomous systems okay uh i believe that there's a hype around the autonomous systems and application to every sector in the economy and in the world and that's it it is understandable right because it's new it's super interesting it's cool right but um now we have to uh understand the differences between what is uh, an automatic system and what is an autonomous system, right? And what what is uh, the functionalities that each one cover, covers, right? So uh, to make it pretty pretty simple, uh, I have my own definition of what an automatic system is. What it does is pretty simple. It follows uh, a reference, right? and make sure that whatever it is controlling follows the reference, right? Now, the autonomous system, I would say, I would say that sit on top of several other automatic systems, right? And what it does, it, uh, it receives information from all other, you know, automatic systems, make a judgment, right? And makes the decision of readjusting uh, set points for each one individual automatic system. And this is pretty simply put, right? So, and I'm talking about, uh, and I'm describing like that based on the application we are uh, looking for uh, self-driving cars and self-flying vehicles too, vehicles, right? So, uh, and then that there's that difference between what is, what we want the autonomous system to do and what is it that uh, automatic systems need to do? To give you a more concrete example, for instance, in an aircraft, we have the autopilot, right? We have the auto landing system. We have the uh, auto uh, throttle system. And what they do, once the pilot defines the set points, each one of those individual systems, uh, they follow uh, whatever reference was uh, defined. See, now the autonomous system is replacing the pilot in uh, the situation awareness, in the performance of uh, the functions it needs to do, right? And, uh, and in taking action. So whenever we uh, understand the difference between the functionalities that each one has to perform, then uh, we, have, we can have you know, a better understanding of what autonomous system is. So, and, and I believe that uh, that concept has to be understood by each uh, one of the companies applying um, AI. Uh, and AI, it's a broad field, right? But, you know, uh, but they need to understand, they are a clear understanding of what are the functionalities they want to, they need to be purely automatic and purely develop in an autonomous system and this is and this is uh, um, um, and this derived from the understanding of what the functionalities are what you need to do at the end of the day we are talking about each specific type of requirements each one of those companies have for their own case yes very true very true so you made an interesting point that uh, 
we are seeing a difference here. A lot of, you know, automatic systems, not autonomous, automatic systems, you, we they create a system that can interact with those, you know, layers of automatic systems and uh, it controls it. So you, you think it is possible at this point with the current advances that we have in the AI broadly and in the autonomous systems that we can create a system that can monitor or control each of these uh, automatic systems that we have developed within, you know, let's say business environment. Is it possible that we we have reached a point that we will be with the autonomous system that we develop, we can create uh, commands or we can give, uh, you know, control to that autonomous system that it can create all the automatic systems like, you know, you just said the layers of it. But I'm thinking broadly that, you know, within a company or let's say self-driving cars, even just for that, that it will be able to create all the automatic system if we create an autonomous system. Look, um let me give an example. Uh, aerospace has several automatic systems working together already, and uh, and I'll, I'll list them: uh, uh, the autopilot, the auto throttle, you know, uh, auto landing. Those are already automatic systems, right? Uh, in the automotive world, there are also similarities. There are, you know, um, um, the ADS systems, right, which are the, assi the assistant driver uh, systems. And what they do, uh, they are automatic in their own right too, okay? So, uh, and yes, at the level of technology we have today and looking at what uh, the companies, especially in the uh, self-driving car world are doing, okay? We have examples of uh, autonomous systems already in operation, like Waymo is operating already in Phoenix, right? They're deploying the service in Phoenix. So yes, the autonomous systems do control the uh, automatic systems. So I would say the autonomous systems, if we define a hi hierarchy, they sit on top of all other automatic systems, right? Uh, and um, and uh, but the thing is. The, uh, the uh, complexity in resolving the dynamics of uh, traffic is so huge that for the self-driving world, right, what's, what's going to happen is that they're going to um, increase their operational design domain little by little. What it means is that uh, to make sure that they have, you know, uh, to build confidence and to make sure that they uh, develop uh, and deploy a self-product to the market, right? The strategy is to expand little gradually the operational design domain or ODD, in which you know uh, they're going to be um, little by little incrementing the level uh, the level of functionalities, expanding the level of functionalities until they can you know reach the full uh, autonomous level or uh, uh so 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 they can operate 100% in autonomous mode yes no that that's good so but the example that you give about that we already have several you know automatic systems yes. that uh, you know are being uh, controlled by autonomous systems so let's take a hypothetical scenario okay. that one comp one brand like uber or you know has you know a lot of automatic systems in their autonomous cars and and they have a controlling autonomous system that controls all those automatic systems 
Now, Google, I'm just giving a hypothetical scenario okay. that Google also has autonomous cars and autonomous system. And they have their, they also have a lot of automatic, uh, you know, systems, which are, which is controlled by the autonomous system that they have developed. But it's possible that they have an extra automatic system that Google doesn't have. Now, both the cars are on the road. So will the autonomous system of Google, who has an extra, you know, automatic system that is controlled by their autonomous system, will that somehow create, you know, some kind of conflict interaction with the other car because they have an auto, they also have a controlling system, autonomous system, but they don't have that particular, you know, feature that is automatic. So do you see this kind of cross interactions happening between automatic systems and autonomous systems for two different brands that are, you know, having their uh, autonomous systems on the road at the same time? Okay, look, uh, let me start answering uh, that question by uh, uh, going up a level, right? What, what are the first challenges? And I believe it's one of the most important challenges right now is that so far we don't have a framework that defines how to go about designing our autonomous systems into a self-driving car. And NHTSA has released a document uh, asking people to, uh, to suggest what would be the best roadmap to achieve, uh, to achieve that. I mean, to, to come up with a, with a set of, uh, of uh, rules or either, either processes to properly design an autonomous system. And the name of the document is the Advanced Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, right? So and then th that is the first challenge right is to define okay how how can we design an autonomous system if we don't have a textual textual uh, regulation saying how to go about it right that's the first step and in um, um, in the aerospace world F the FAA uh, has uh, the federal regulations right? to address the design of aircraft and their systems. So uh, um, there's one specific item there that talks about how to design the autopilot, okay? And how to design systems uh, and automatic systems, right? We don't have something similar um, for autonomous systems yet, but uh, um, what we, we, are being dis uh, we have been discussing is, okay, we have to start by understanding what the autonomous systems need autonomous system needs to do right so if it is replacing a human being so it has to be uh aware as as a driver would be it has to react uh as a human driver would react faster right and it has to be safe right so and those Three little statements, right? They uh, break down into lots and lots of engineering activities, yeah. right? So, uh, and, and those things, they will start giving people like uh, a path to go through. And some of the companies they are doing, they are pretty close of doing that. But looking at those statements, you could eventually uh understand if there is any gap in the current processes each one of those companies are you know applying to develop you know their autonomous car sure sure now, 
I, I hear you on that. And yes, we do have to come up with a framework and guidelines for all these different processes. But if you look at all these spaces, like uh, geospace, uh, I mean, where we are having many initiatives for autonomous cars that will go on the roads. If we look at, you know, aqua space in the ocean, you know, waters, we will have, uh, you know, many initiatives going there. We will have many initiatives in the outer space and deep space, you know, for uh, many of the uh, initiatives. And uh, we same thing for cyberspace, you know, there are... Uh, the AI warfare has already begun and, you know, we are looking at uh, many systems emerging for network security to, you know, cybersecurity that where, you know, they are all going to be autonomous. So, and we don't have only one, you know, vendor or one supplier or one, you know, tech company building yes. those systems. We have many, many companies building those yes. systems, many initiatives. So when you talk about autonomy, where we will have, humans will have no role at certain point and where the system will just take decisions on its own. That is the basic difference between automatic and autonom autonomous, that, you know, we will have no control. So when there are, when we create these autonomous algorithms and when we leave it, uh, let it lose in the, you know, spaces, irrespective of whether it's cyberspace, aquaspace, geospace or space, then how would we know what they do? How, how would we know that how they are not only controlling their automatic systems for, for which they were, you know, uh, designed for, but that they are, you know, interacting with other autonomous systems. They are trying, then they will probably try to control other automatic systems. So how would we know where those autonomous systems will you take the next step? Because at this point, at certain point, humans will have no control. So how do we define algorithms or how do we define systems where we will, you know, have some sort of control, even though we have created autonomous system. So we know what is going to happen and where it is going to go next. Okay. So uh, in your question, I see, uh, I see two important things. One is either the autonomous system taking a wrong decision and, and, and causing, you know, uh, uh, catastrophic consequences to society, to drivers, to passengers, to uh, pedestrians, or, 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 um, or even passengers in an aircraft, right? And the other thing, uh, which is also important, is how much of uh, automatism, automation, or how much of uh, autonomous systems we would like to have in certain aspects of our everyday lives in such a way that they eventually take control of everything. So uh, those two different aspects, there are those two different aspects. The first one, which relates to autonomous systems in control of a car, autonomous car, or in control of a self-flying uh, vehicle. vehicle. Uh, what I can say is that per the process, right, uh, and especially in uh, in aerospace, we have a pretty demanding and rigid process to follow, right? If we follow the process of design that is defined there, right, we can address, uh, we address the cases where we either uh, lose a system and it creates lots of problems or a system behaves in an unwanted way and creates problems too. Now, if we follow a process like that, which is which is pretty uh, standard in the aerospace world, right? Uh, we eliminate the probability of such thing happening. Okay, 
So then it kind of answers the ethical question that uh, we've seen being discussed in the media, right? What if uh, autonomous car takes the decision of uh, uh, of turning the wrong way, or what if it gets into a situation in which it has to decide between saving the passengers or saving a pedestrian? Well, if we follow a process like we have in aerospace, we would never need to answer that question unless the process was not properly followed, right? If a wrong requirement was not detected and it flows down to the final product, we might have a problem, but the process is there to avoid that. The process is there to make sure we have a safe product with high levels of quality. Now, in terms of AI being applied to every other segment of our lives, uh, in a way it helps, right? Especially when we're talking about AI uh, uh, applied in diagnosing, you know, in diagnostics of patients, which is, it's, it's more precise and faster than a doctor, for instance, right? So that's uh, an a, a advantage of its usage. Now, uh, I cannot uh, uh, comment right now about how what would be the uh, bad you know influences or consequences of AI being applied to everything in such a way that we would uh, lose control of our lives? But it's something that for sure it needs to be looked at, and, and proper measures have to be put in place to avoid that. Right? We, we don't want to measures. What kind of measures could you know control? Okay. Uh, look, uh, measures in the sense of limiting what type of decisions these systems are capable to make. Okay, so you need to put some uh, uh, some um, limits, right? And it has to be broadly discussed and decided by each one of the industries applying AI uh, into the development of their processes, into the development of their products or services being offered. But let's say, you know, for initial uh, initiative, we define and design in such a way that uh, it can we can control it, but that it is an autonomous system. So yes. it can then decide that, okay, why do I not need to do this? I want to do this. It can have its own mind. Then it can, you know, start doing things that we don't want, we did not design them for. Then what? Well, then it is the case of in your uh, in your uh, development process, right? Establishing requirements for what it has to do, right? And requirements to protect against things you don't want it to do, right? So, uh, and then when you have to find those requirements, if you put that in the code, will that stop the algorithm to not do what we don't want them to do? It depending on the application. So uh, when we are talking about uh, safety measures, is it is not it is not just about the code, right? It's about the hardware and how we play in with the architecture of hardware or putting the pieces together, right? To also avoid something uh, wrong from happening, right? Now and that, and this example uh, meets uh, um, the challenges we have in the self-driving car and self-flying vehicles uh, landscape, right, or, or ecosystem. When you say it depends on the hardware, where what role hardware plays here? What kind of, you know, hardware? 
could create those kind of scenarios which we are talking about where you know the autonomous system could go out of control yeah uh, in our airplane or even in a car when you are applying autonomous systems right yeah you have the control boxes running uh, running software right okay so uh, failures can be caused by uh, a software a software uh, I wouldn't say software failure because it's not necessarily a failure, but uh, it's more like a requirement being bad implemented. So software, it's a reflection of requirements uh, defined at our, you know, a prior stage. So if something goes wrong in software, pretty much you have a wrong requirement in place. Now, uh, now we, we have uh, we, uh, hardware that also uh, is the infrastructure on which the software runs and performs its functionalities, right? So you might have a little component failing, right? And eventually sending a signal which was not supposed to be sent at that moment and generating, you know, a wrong command. Like instead of braking, it accelerates. It doesn't break when it needs to break. Or instead of following a trajectory, a uh, 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 linear trajectory, it decides to turn when it is not supposed to turn. So uh, we, we, um, when we break down the safety requirements into software and hardware requirements, we make sure that the hardware architecture has enough integrity and redundancy to avoid catastrophic uh, scenarios. See, this is how we in the aerospace and also in the uh, self-driving car um, ecosystem solve that problem, you see. So it's uh, hardware will be able to give us that answer that we are looking for, whether some autonomous systems uh, will be able to, not, I mean, whether they will be able to be controlled by us or whether they can, we, we will lose control. So it's the hardware that is the key here, not this algorithm, not the software. Well, in fact, are, are those two things working together, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so now the fact that uh, the autonomous system can uh, release control back to a driver, for instance, it's, uh, it's a matter of how it's implemented, right? So if we, uh, for, for example, we have the autopilot feature in the Tesla cars. So you can uh, turn on and turn off at your own will, right? And uh, uh, if there's anything uh, wrong, uh, the system is going to alert the driver to take control, right? As far as I understand how it works, right? Now, in, uh, in, now, in other solutions, uh, that might not be the case. So uh, uh, I believe the protections we're going to be put in place for other autonomous cars, uh, either operating uh, in a fleet, a taxi fleet, or, 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 um, or being sold directly to consumers, so they, they might decide to have a different solution. Solution. What they can do is just, look, there's something wrong. We detected something wrong. We are not continuing with our ride. We're going to you know, uh, uh, park and wait for help. See, it depends on how each company is going to define its operational profile based on you know, uh, its operational needs and safety requirements. Sure. Now, let me ask you one question. There are Please. several autonomous systems already, you know, uh, let's say implemented. If we talk yeah. just about the uh, cars, you know, autonomous cars, and there are like initially we talked about that Google's and Uber's or any other companies or Tesla or any other companies' autonomous cars are on the road. There are a lot of autonomous algorithms. 
implemented to control those cars for each specific you know uh, supplier each specific you know uh, company now under what conditions one autonomous algorithm can will start talking to other autonomous algorithm is it possible that those all let's say you know tesla google or uber all three autonomous algorithms that do you see a possibility that they can start talking to each other even though look, we have not defined uh, them to talk to each other look uh look the we, we have to make a difference here uh between what the autonomous systems do right and 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 what and how they interact right so look the most important thing is that either uber waymo lyft aurora signia and all other uh stark or, or all other companies uh, developing autonomous systems for cars and trucks uh need to do is to you know uh have in place and demand that from nitsa to have proper guidelines, proper uh, regulations, right? So once there's a framework defined, then, and each one follows that framework, they can choose whatever they want as suppliers. They can have different uh, blends of software, different uh, equi a, uh, AI equations. It's not about that, but it's to make sure that each one of the solutions at the end of the day meet the safety criteria. That sure. is- but, but, but okay let, yeah yeah let, let me let me let me finish I'll, I'll answer your question now the thing about having those different products communicating with each other is something else right it's uh it's it's not necessarily the autonomous code autonomous software used to control each one of the cars but uh what we can do and what we are foreseeing for the future is that not only these autonomous uh cars can be talking to the city the city infrastructure, right? But also can talk to other cars in terms of uh, grabbing information and understanding what each one is doing so in such a way that they can avoid like a collision, right? So yeah. it, so that, but, but then it's, it doesn't have to be necessarily implemented by AI, right? It can be just a, a simple communication protocol. Right, which which uh, which would you know define how everybody has to communicate to inform each other what they're doing. Now, now there's the uh, another important thing, which is the fact of uh, intelligent cities, right? With you know uh, grabbing uh, information about all aspects of the uh, everyday life, uh, and 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 even traffic or weather, see, or traffic jams. So uh, whenever the city infrastructure or the smart city infrastructure is, is able to re uh, relay that information to the autonomous cars, we can improve uh, 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 the riding experience in terms of avoiding traffic or, or avoiding accidents, you see? Sure. That, that's that's a good point but the point that you made about communication protocol, I think it's very interesting because I'm thinking all the autonomous systems that are being defined everybody has their different you know design criteria different you know uh, features that they have implemented in those uh, algorithms in the autonomous uh, algorithms is it possible that someone creates that communication protocol or communication algorithm that can you know even that can start communicating 
to all the autonomous systems, autonomous algorithms that are out there and make them do what they were not designed to do. Is it possible that you know such algorithm could be created and communication algorithm that can create you know a scenario which would be impossible for us to control at certain point because it will start giving commands to all these different you know uh, autonomous systems for which they were not designed to do because it is a communication protocol it is a communication algorithm and it is able to communicate to each of these autonomous systems okay so look um um some of the some of the uh operational models right expect uh you know uh remote control from like a control tower if we think about how uh, uh something similar in the aerospace world right so when there is a problem in an autonomous car it would send a, a message to its control tower and someone in the control tower will take control over that specific uh, uh, vehicle and, and you know, uh, perform safety measures like, you know, um, um, parking and informing the passenger that the car cannot uh, longer proceed with, with, you know, uh, with the travel and so forth. So, and in that case, that piece of communication has to be protected. And there are uh, efforts uh, in the field of cybersecurity to make sure that the communication between the car and the control office of the control tower is not hacked or corrupt. So the same thing needs to happen when uh, all these cars are communicating amongst themselves. You need to provide a level of integrity and make sure that uh, uh, no wrong command is going is being passed down to, to the fleet, okay? Now, uh, uh, in, when we talk about communication with other cars, right, uh, we have to make, to have, we need to have in mind that it doesn't mean that one car is capable to uh, control the other one because it needs to, we need, we need. It could happen. No, because per design and per definition of requirements, we need to put in place uh, what, what we can call a firewall, right? To avoid that any communication can interfere in the commands that, that AI is generating to the automatic systems uh, down, um, down in the chain. Like, uh, and, and, and steering system, brake system, throttle systems, right? So we and this is this is why uh, a require, requirement-based design is so important. So the integrity of the information has to be kept at all costs. And this type of communication with other cars and with the control tower cannot interfere or cannot make an autonomous car to behave in an unsafe way. And uh, this is why requirements are important. And we need to design our systems to meet uh, that goal. You see, so. Uh, Absolutely. I, I hope that we are able to contain uh, the communication and we are able to control the communication to all these autonomous systems through the control box that you were just talking about. Yeah. But I, I'm looking at the scenarios where it's not just a hacker, but let's say nation states, they decide that they want to, uh, you know, attack uh, United States and they want to somehow create a communication protocol 
that would you know start giving commands to all of our autonomous systems for which they were not designed for so these are just futuristic scenarios i'm thinking about that what if we were using a communication protocol what if you know somebody creates a new kind of hardware and you know comes up with a enough you know infrastructure power that they need to be able to control and communicate with all the autonomous systems then we would be you know talking about security challenges that we are not uh, we have not thought about because then we have to uh, figure out how to will we have a kill switch to stop all the autonomous systems so yeah. that brings another question that in case these kind of scenarios emerge will we be able to stop all the autonomous systems will we be able to you know control them I believe that by the uh, availability of technology that we have today, that's pretty unlikely to happen. There are protections in place which would avoid uh, uh, that type of scenario from happening. I mean, um, we can we can play with the concept of redundancy, right? So uh, when you, when let's say uh, uh, autonomous vehicle receives um, information from any other, it has to confirm that information so and it has to have ways of confirming that information before how, accepting how it confirm? how how do they normally confirm the information well uh there are there are some technical solutions to do that either you can uh add you know sensors to your, uh to your own to this specific uh unit right to make sure it it, it is able to uh cross-confirm whatever information it's getting from the external world, or what it can what it can do is ask a third party, right? It doesn't have to be another car, but it can it can be, you know, uh, um, uh, the smart the smart city infrastructure, right? Now, can all those things be affected and hacked at the same time? Yes, but it's gonna be pretty hard to happen. Yes, I, I hear you. But you are right that you know if it is possible to create those kind of control towers or external system for which to which you know they have to communicate and ask whether they were uh, you know asked to do this, whether the commands that they are receiving, the communication they are receiving, whether that's a legitimate con uh, communication. So if we can create such structures. We can protect ourselves. You are right, and yes, there will always be that you know minor, minor chance that you know all those systems, control tower, and communication protocols, and everything could be hacked at the same time. But if we create checks and balances, if we create you know proper uh, processes and tools and uh, technology, then we will be able to protect ourselves. So you are right about that. You know, it, it would be difficult, but and not many countries will have that kind of power, but. It is good to think about all possible scenarios where things could go wrong because we are creating autonomous systems and we are creating systems where humans do not need to play a role to you know do a lot of you know work and we are not talking about just you know autonomous cars we are talking about autonomous systems that will be in the space that will be in aquaspace that will be in cyberspace which connects everything you know cyberspace connects aquaspace geospace space so we are talking about many security risks that could emerge so let me ask you this question. As you design, design all these systems, as you try to create solutions for the industries that you work with, what concerns you most? And where do you think we need to focus on more research? Because we just don't have enough information and enough answers yet for us to be able to create or design systems 
for which you know we are uh, trying to do to try to solve problems you know the kind of systems that we need to design the kind of features that we want to incorporate where do you see we need to focus more on uh, more into research and development okay um the first thing uh, and again i'm going to repeat myself but it's pretty important is uh the whole industry needs to collaborate with NHTSA to come up with a framework, and uh, and this framework I uh, it uh, I suggested in my in the report that I wrote for the SAE. Uh, now uh, the most challenge most challenging point right now is in the uh, verification of uh, AI generated software. Right, it's it's uh, so far is not. Uh, it is not certifiable by the standard rules that we have. So we have to come up with different approaches to make sure that uh, the AI software is safe. And uh, one of the things that uh, we do as safety engineers is play with the concept of dissimilarity, right? So since now uh, the AI equations, AI functionalities have uh, a probability of uh, outputting uh, the wrong uh, result. So uh, a way you know, to uh, cover for that problem is to have different equations trying to solve the same problem and comparing them together. This is what, this is something that the aerospace world is doing forever in its fly-by-wire systems and all, all other critical, uh, safety critical systems and it works so far and aerospace is the most uh, safe industry ever, right? So uh, the the same type of applied to this can cover can cover us against those those type of problems. This is how I see. Yes, yes, no, very true, very true. So, what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners? I know you are you cannot talk about your initiative because it's very yes. confidential. Everybody who is working on such systems, they cannot share, you know, what they are working on until they are ready. And so, without you know sharing anything proprietary, what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners, especially those young minds who are mm -hmm. so you know passionate and who are so full of knowledge and ideas? that they want to, you know, contribute to, you know, creating a positive benefit for the society. But there are also a lot of, you know, young, brilliant minds who are going on the dark side and trying to create problems. What would you like to tell them? Okay. Uh, uh, what I would really like to tell them is that uh, self-driving cars are happening. Self-flying vehicles, they are happening, right? And it's go, it might take us a little bit of time uh, to, you know, mature technology, to mature the processes, to define the frameworks, but they are happening, right? So and it's a pretty uh, interesting and new world, and we believe we are going to write a new chapter in history, right? And this is one of the things that motivated me uh, to uh, join uh, this uh, autonomous system space. Right to contribute to that. So uh, and um, it, it's going to need a little bit of work, but it's going to be there. Now I can talk. I can talk a little bit about uh, my enterprise. There's no problem with that. So we are Electrocraft Aerospace. We are you know designing uh, a flying vehicle, right? That in the near future is going to have an autonomous system as well. 
and uh, and we believe that with that we can contribute, you know, to the role of the society in terms of, you know, uh, solving uh, one of the, uh, our greatest challenges that we face every day, which is transportation, which is traffic jams, which is, you know, time is precious, time is money. So if we can, you know, meet the demands that we see currently in our world, I guess we're going to succeed, not, not just as a company, but also uh, uh, also um, proving that this technology is pretty, works, it is safe, and it helps society uh, in general. Yes, very true. And I hope you are working on an autonomous flying car. That would be amazing to have, you know. So yes. I hope uh, that the initiatives that you are working on, that they succeed. And uh, we all, you know, including our global viewers and listeners, you know, we at Risk Group, we all are, you know, uh, rooting for your success and we all yeah. wish you the very best. So thank you so much, Fabio, for participating in this roundup today. Yeah. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on designing an autonomous system and our global yeah. viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the information you provided and you know from the passion that you show about creating such a safe and secure solution. So this risk roundup dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that. I'm, I'm very welcome to participate uh, in, in this uh, effort. Thank you so much for having me. That's wonderful, Fabio. So thank you so much. So Risk Group yeah. is a strategic security risk research platform and community. And our strategic security community and ecosystem is the first and only cross-disciplinary and collective community that is made of the scientists, security professionals, thought leaders, uh, and entrepreneurs and philanthropists and policymakers and academic institutions from across nations collaborating to research, review, rate and report strategic security risk to protect the future of humanity. Add your voice to risk groups to be a contributor or member. Please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree, host of Risk Conduct, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.